0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur podcast. I'm Nicole Neer, an online business manager living with fibromyalgia and bipolar disorder. On this podcast, I'm going behind the scenes in my business and talking to other Spooniepreneurs to get real about what it looks like to be an entrepreneur living with chronic illness to inspire you to start the business of your dreams, no matter what life throws your way. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Spoonypreneur Podcast. Today we are diving into something that I think that every entrepreneur deals with at one point or another, and that is the stress of showing up fully as the face of your business. So especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, there's definitely this need to be consistent in your business and your marketing, to be networking, to be helping people to connect with you so they know, like, and trust you so that they will buy from you, right? But when you have a chronic illness, this is 10 times harder because not only are you balancing all of the normal things that a business owner does, but you're also um, not feeling camera ready most days. Some days you may be. St- just trying to get the work done, let alone like looking pretty for an Instagram photo or writing some pithy uh, comment on social media like it just seems like it's a lot. And so I love today's interview because I we're going to dive into that and I hope that you walk away with some insight of just not feeling Like you're alone in that, knowing that we all struggle with it um, and seeing how Sarah deals with it today, I think is really powerful. So as always, I fully recognize that what works for one person doesn't work for others. So the information that we're sharing on today's podcast isn't meant as medical advice and it doesn't take the place of the important relationships that you have with your doctors or your therapist. On today's podcast, I am chatting with Sarah Walsh, who is a Spooniepreneur with a portfolio career. She is a coaching business. She works a part-time job as a teaching assistant in a secondary school, and she provides marketing support for a business coaching startup. In other words, she is a busy lady, and she's doing all of this while living with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and POTS. I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say about all the things on her plate. So let's just dive right in. Hey, everybody. I am here with Sarah Walsh. How are you today, Sarah? I'm good. I'm pretty warm, thanks. (laughs) 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 So I love starting out these interviews with just a little bit about you, your business, and your health journey.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay. So I am a coach uh, for... um, Women in business, uh, actually, uh, one of my niches is women with chronic health conditions, like myself. Um, so I mostly coach women who have something, they know they have something to give. There's something they want to do, um, but they feel held back through self-criticism, doubt, fear. And they've reached a point where they know they have to do something. They have to make a jump because whatever, whatever life they're on at the moment, it's just not... It's not enough, mm-hmm. um, and then specialising, niching further into that is uh, women with chronic health conditions who feel that way and have the added complexity of having a chronic health condition, which of course, which of course um, you know adds a whole new layer of stuff, um, and you know a, an extra layer of uh, I put how I tend to say it, it's complexity and precariousness mm-hmm. in you know a life that is already pretty complex and precarious um so that's what I do um in terms of my health journey so I have a condition called airless downless hypermobility syndrome um I also have with that I have uh, something called postural orthostatic tachycardia um which is why I'm really feeling the heat today so it's about it feels like 33 degrees outside I don't know what it feels like inside and it's really humid um so for anyone who isn't familiar with either of those conditions, it basically means I'm I'm too flexible. Um, I do often joke that I'm not flexible enough that I could join a circus and have some fun with it. It's <laughs> just like it just makes everyday life really suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, chronic fatigue, chronic pain and the uh, postural tachycardia, so POTS for sure, I'll call it POTS mm-hmm. from now, um, basically means uh, my blood vessels are very stretchy, so my blood pulls in my legs. So on a day like today, today, the heat makes it a lot worse because heat makes you even stretchier. Um, Yeah, it slows you down, gives you brain fog. You just feel like you got nothing. So, yeah, um, in terms of my journey, um, I only found out I had EDS in 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, I count myself as lucky, if you like, because um i understand it takes most people about 10 years to be diagnosed properly um i mean i had you know various unexplainable inexplicable health complaints uh, on and off you know throughout my childhood and teenage years um as a lot of people with chronic conditions do um but it was only about 8 months from what i would call a like a serious onset of problems which was uh fatigue which just seemed to come out of nowhere um and the, the tachycardia, which now I know is part. So it took me about eight months to get um, diagnosed. Uh, but that, that was actually because I, I got a bit lucky. I, um, I used to train university students. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to tutor them. And I was tutoring uh, a physiotherapy student. And we were looking through some of our textbooks. I was teaching how to scan them into a computer. And it just opened. It fell open at a page on hypermobility. mobility. Oh, wow. And I went, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was like, Ooh. I was like, oh, I'm hyper mobile. And she looked at me, she said, do you get tired easily? And I went, yeah, I've actually been seeing my doctors because mm-hmm. I've been feeling there's something really wrong lately. Like I'm completely exhausted all the time. She was like, look into that because not many doctors know about it. And mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for that, I I doubt it would have come up because mm-hmm. the doctor's route just kind of went, oh, we think you've got chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh, we've done all the tests. Everything's come back as normal. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. um so yeah so that's kind of my journey so I've gone from not knowing what was going on to getting a diagnosis which was really powerful because then at least you know what you're playing with in that sense um and you know what treatments you can at least look at rather than you know trying everything under the sun the vain hope it will work right. um and yeah getting back into work working part-time and doing some retraining. Um, I did, uh, I got my master's in psychology, but three years ago I graduated, um, and training as a coach and starting my own, my own coaching business. So it's slowly, slowly. I think for most people it's, it can be a quite slow process getting trained up and starting your own business. And of course you've a chronic health condition. It can be about three times as long, (laughs) but everything's about three times as long. Um, but yeah, so that is about where I am today.
0: So I'm really interested, um, you know, when you have a business where you're really showing up and serving others and you feel like you're struggling yourself, I can imagine that that is really difficult. So how do you navigate that?
1: That is hard. And it's something that I guess on a, an instance to instance basis, I still navigate. So I, you know, I have had coaching, um, as part of my training. So I had my own coach. Um, so that was definitely helpful. And I think just reminding myself that you ne- no one ever, regardless of whether you've got a chronic health condition or not, I think people rarely get to a place where at the top of the mountain and they stay there and they go, yay, this is amazing. I'm here now. I don't have to do anything else because life is not like (laughs) you everyone life can throw you off that mountain. And then, you know, you're, you're back at the bottom you have to start again. Mm -hmm. So I do try and remind myself of that. And it's really hard if you have anxiety as well. Um, a lot of people, the vast majority of people with chronic health conditions have anxiety as well. Um, I think, I don't know the percentage, I won't give a number, but I know a huge amount of people with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, Syndrome do. Um, so that can be really hard, especially when you're waking up in the morning and you've got that feeling of, yeah, I'm supposed to show up and help someone today, um, and I, you know, I don't feel I match that face that's on my, my leaflet or my website, or you know, my slogan is um, coaching for women who want to soar. Because that's the feeling I had. You know, the first time I had coaching, I did something I thought was impossible. And I thought, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. And that's great when you're having a great day. But when you're having that bad day and you wake up thinking, I'm not sure I can do this today. And I read my slogan and think, Oh not that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Who was she? Um, but what I think really helps is is speaking to people speaking to my friends, my friends are really supportive you know they they don't have the first hand understanding of having a chronic health condition but I think they've they've been around me enough and they've spoken to me enough um, that they're able to you know give me great pep talks mm-hmm. speaking to other friends on social media who do have chronic health conditions and are going through the same thing I'm yeah. um, putting putting into practice my strategies that that I've learned which you know they they can I mean, one of the great things about training in psychology is I do have a bit of psychological knowledge. Um, So I try and remind myself of things like state dependent memory. So if I'm feeling, you know, if I'm feeling rubbish, I will remember the rubbish. (laughs) I'm not going to remember the good things. So um, writing down things, I guess some people might call it journaling. I'm not, I don't think I follow a strict journaling practice, but just lists of things, gratitude lists, little notes to myself, you know, you've been here before it will pass Mm -hmm. Um, and also doing little exercises like thought challenging. Um, I think probably comes under uh, chronic behavior, cognitive behavioral techniques. So thought challenging, uh, acceptance and commitment is one that I've learned in the last couple of years as well, which is looking at my values. Okay. Okay. I might not feel like this person today, but this is what I want for the long game. You know, Mm -hmm. these are my values. My values are kindness, connection, Um, so if I, if I want that, I'll, you know, I'll just keep, keep plugging along. And I have, um, spoken to, uh, so I, you know, I do have anxiety, um, problems. So I've had therapy and my therapist said, you can abort mission at any time. You know, if Mm -hmm. it is okay, if this gets, you don't have to suffer for this. It's great to want to do this, but if you get to the point where, you're suffering and there's not much joy coming out of it, you can hit the button and say, clap, no, I'm out. Yep. And that is okay. And actually that has really, really helped because there's a lot less pressure on, on myself. Yes. Um, a lot less pressure. So I, and yeah, so she said there's a attacks on anything. So look at it this way. If, if you're running your business, sometimes that, that tax might be that you have a few bad days like this, but if, if, the the joy outweighs that if the service you're able to give to others outweighs that, keep going with it. But if that flips and it's starting to become, you know, a tax on your life, then yeah, maybe, maybe hit that button and you can restart a mission at any time or, or change it. So it's kind of having a toolkit actually, and just basically having loads of things in the box and whenever you, you know, you need to dip into it, take out all, all the different bits that you think, might help. I just kind of chuck them out and see which one sticks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause sometimes one, one will miss and you might need to go for another one, but um, yeah, that's that's how I'm dealing with it for the moment. And so being a
0: solopreneur, I know one of the things that I struggle with is being the face of my business, even when I'm not feeling well, <laughs> like when I'm not feeling like showing up for my friends and family, you yeah. know, hopping on and, promoting my
1: business can be a struggle do you experience the same thing oh yeah <laughs> massively massively um and i'm i think i've been thinking about it a lot actually because i know a lot of people i mean you do a lot of instagram actually i think that's how we we connected was through yeah. instagram and um i definitely want to use that as a channel to to you know promote my business and connect with others um and I've been thinking about doing, maybe doing some lives or some story, you know, I haven't done any of that yet. Cause time I'm like, yeah, I could just do that. And then my brain goes, what, really, right. <laughs> what are you going to talk about? <laughs> you know, the, the fear comes down, but um, I'm, I'm going to make a plan. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, a little, maybe just like a week, two weeks, three weeks. We'll see. To give myself that kind of gently, gently that kind of exposure. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on days when I'm feeling great and on days when I'm not, because I think that's really important, especially if I am also serving other women who've got chronic health conditions, you know, to learn to show up and say, do you know what? Today's not, today's not going so well. I'm not feeling it. Mm -hmm. This is what, you know, this is what I look like when I'm not feeling it. This is what happens. Um, But yeah, it's, it's difficult. I think I would say planning ahead is key, but even that when you've got a chronic health condition, it's so hard <laughs> because you have to build in, you know, you have to build in redundancies and you have to build in way for that. You just, you need to, you know, swipe the board, scratch it all and and start again. So yeah, I haven't found the magic solution yet. I don't think there is one because as I said before, this is life. So I <laughs> I don't think there is a solution, but that's how I'm planning to, to go for it because I do I I think I think the danger of obviously I think you want to be kind of advocate and part of that is vulnerability but not making yourself too exposed yeah then at the same time I don't want to put on that face of hey I'm the coach of the chronic health condition and here I am in all my makeup and my you know my hair and my earrings and whatever (laughs) like because because then I think that creates too much of a gap between how you're feeling and how you're presenting yourself. And that's when you start um, you start feeling not so good about it. It's, it's when that's that, that incongruence, I think. That's when you start feeling, it feels even worse. So. And I think the way that I've
0: kind of done it in my business is if I'm going to be vulnerable, I'm going to do it in service. So, yeah. you know, if I'm going to share about how i'm struggling i want it just to be about more than i'm really struggling right now but i'm struggling and you know yes I'm absolutely this or um this is what i'm feeling do you feel the same way how can we support each other yeah. uh, and i think that makes all the difference
1: yeah absolutely uh it's giving yeah giving like a reason to it or having like a, a lesson attached to it mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not just a oh well, wow, things are so rubbish at the moment, and like yeah. I can't deal, and then just kind of going on for twenty minutes on your Facebook life about <laughs> you know just how rubbish things are, yeah um, yeah, definitely if that if that can help someone else, because I think I think it well, I think, as you said, being in business for yourself, it can be really isolating, and also we've all got that thing, especially on social media of um what is it comparisonitis, people call yes. it you yeah, We only judge what we see. We don't know that, you know, behind that. Or even if we think we know, because our our brains still aren't perceiving it, again, coming back to psychology, we might think, oh, we know that person's suffering, but because we can't see it, our brain's not really picking that up. Mm -hmm. So having someone else go, hey, do you know what? Yeah, this is how things are today, and I hope you can take something from this as well, I think, yeah, is,
0: is really powerful. And I think especially when you're struggling with invisible illness, because I think a lot of the time we feel like, um, it's easy to put on the makeup and it's easy to make ourselves look like we feel well, even when we don't. And I think, um, at least for me, finding that community on Instagram has been really, really helpful in understanding all the ways that we act when we're not feeling well, even if we look like we're fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've had, I have had people say to me, Oh, you're wearing hair and makeup today. So you must be, you, I know you're feeling good. And I was like, actually, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> this is the mask. This is a protection. <laughs> this, yes. this is the protection to the outside world. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what advice would you give to somebody with a chronic
0: illness who is wanting to become an entrepreneur? Wow. That's
1: a, big question um make sure you have a support network Mm -hmm. definitely I mean I couldn't do this if um so before I got diagnosed basically long story I went traveling about 10 years ago came back moved back in with my parents and said okay I give myself because I didn't know what I wanted to do job-wise so Mm -hmm. I'll give myself 12 months um figure out what I want to do. And then I'll have, you know, hopefully have a job, I have money to move out, go rent somewhere, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then it was about two years after that, that I started feeling unwell. Right. Um, and then got diagnosed. So I haven't actually reached that point where I could go, yeah, great. I can move out. So I'm still living with my, my parents, but the upside of that is I could never in a million years have even thought about starting my own business without them and without that because I have a roof over my head um you know if if for any reason you know I haven't got enough that month to cover my food bill I know I'm not going to starve but they wouldn't do that to me um and they're you know they're really supportive um so I mean that's been you know it it can be difficult but that has given me such that's such an upside to that Um so definitely you know have a support network. Um I'd say be realistic as well. Mm -hmm. It will, like we said, but it will take longer. So avoid looking at I would say use people's journeys for inspiration, but be be careful of comparisonitis. Especially if you're comparing yourself with people who, who don't have a chronic health condition. Um, who can you know can guarantee they can work five days a week or six days a week I mean I know some people who work six seven days a week personally I don't think that's wise for anyone because sooner or later that that will catch up with you it will you know um and you will, yeah you will have burnout eventually but you know these people can work five six seven days 10 hours a day 12 hours a day Mm -hmm. and they can do that for x amount of time that option is not open to us so you know, it will take you longer Build in rest time. Um, I mean, everyone's obviously everyone's chronic condition is, is different, but know your body, know your mind, you know, cause mental health plays a huge part in this as well. Um, and see if you can get yourself a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't try and do it on your own. I wouldn't advise anyone tries to start up a business on their own. Um, but, but yeah, especially if you have a chronic health condition, See if you can find someone to mentor you, um, who can give you advice. Because there will be that time when you fall off the mountain, and you, yes. and you think, is this is this worth it at all? Is yeah. any of this worth it? Um, and yeah, and they'll be able to they'll be able to help you out. And don't be worried about the bad days. I should listen to my advice more often because this was me this morning. <laughs> thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> So, yeah. So even when, you know, you're, you're way down the line, like, you know, I've been doing this for a couple of years. Um, I definitely am still a, a fledgling business, but it's picking up, which is awesome. Um, you know, you will still have those days where you wake up thinking what? So yeah, just know they, they will be there and just have built up a toolkit to deal with them. And I feel like
0: the more you face those bad days and get through them, the more your brain knows that you'll be
1: okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is all about retraining your brain. Um, and you will, like you said, the, the more you go through the alternative scenario, mm-hmm. the, the, the more your brain will go, okay, actually this isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. So what? is there anything
0: that I should have asked you, but I didn't? Oh, good
1: question. Um, I, sh- I probably should say that i my business is I do this part time because mm-hmm. as well as having a chronic health condition, I'm one of these people that doesn't like doing one thing for any amount of time. Right. <laughs> so I do also have I call it the day job, but it's not it's a job I, I like. Um, so I work as uh, a learning support assistant in a secondary school. Uh-huh. So I do a lot of coaching and mentoring there as well. Um, I- actually, one of the reasons I meant I mentioned that is because. I love that because I am a people person. And as we said, you know, doing business on your own, really isolating. really hard. So one of the things I love about that job is I can switch the business brain off and I can just go to work. I can speak to my friends, you know, I have that connection and then I'm really energized to get back to doing this. So definitely to um, to anyone who's thinking about starting a business, you don't have to go all in. You don't have to You don't have to jump off that. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to, you know, start slowly, go, you know, go part time, you know, get a job that lets you work maybe three days a week, then go down to two days a week. Um, And then you might find actually that you like having a split, you know, you have a a small business some of the time and you have another thing that you do some of the time, which gives you that, which is completely different and gives you that balance.
0: I think the idea of balance is really important because even though my business is, basically full-time. I mean, I have a blog and I have different ways that I connect because I think it's so important to have something outside of the business. Yeah. Because one of the things that I see so many entrepreneurs struggling with is they'll work more and more and more time in their business. And then they, they forget that there are things outside of being an entrepreneur. And I think that it's really important for your business that you take some time away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You, cause otherwise you just get you get sucked into this kind of strange world and you, I think you can lose sight of, you can lose sight of your goals. You can lose sight of your values. Um, And again, yeah, it comes back to to being isolated. And I think if you take that time out, you get so, so energized Mm -hmm. Um, and it, and it kind of makes, it doesn't make it effortless, but it does make the hard aspects of running a business. It does make them a lot easier. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot easier. I completely agree. Yeah. So Sarah, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me. Uh, my website is london. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Sarah with a H at the end, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, and my social media handle uh, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Twitter, it's at Coach Cesar. So that's Coach S E Z Z A, or if you're in America, S E Z Z A. I guess is how I should spell that. Um, but yeah, so that's my my handle on social media. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Very welcome. Thanks for
0: having me. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to the Spoonypreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, recommend, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts to find show notes and to get connected to our community of Spooniepreneurs, go to www.theresilientba.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see
1: you next week.